One, two, three, four. Screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time. It's my screen time too. Welcome to It's My Screen Time 2, the podcast where two moms review the best and worst in children's programming, from Netflix reboots and YouTube shorts to Disney classics and Pixar blockbusters. We watch, you listen. Find out what you can tolerate watching for family movie night, what to avoid altogether, and what you want to watch alone, voluntarily. I'm Katie. And I'm Deborah. And I have two kids, Jay, he's four, and Kenny, he's one. And I have three kids. Tony is 10 and Libby and Nate are seven. Ah. They are so adorable. Am I right? You are so right. So we like to tell a quick story about how awesome or sometimes awful our kids are because, of course, we are witty and incisive pop culture consumers, but we're moms too. And we like to get the momming right out of the way, off the bat. So have Kenny and Jay done anything super adorable? One of my favorite things about recording this podcast with you, Deborah, is that your kids are three years and six years older than my oldest. So mm-hmm. sometimes I just feel like my adorable stories are like your adorable stories part two. <laughs> so you'll never guess what we did this afternoon. Jay has been obsessed lately with Wow in the World. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. Which, listeners, if you don't remember, is a really great kids podcast from NPR. And they have a call-in segment at the end of every show where kids call to talk about their favorite like scientific fact. So we called today and Jay left his Wow in the World on the voicemail box and he was so excited. What was his Wow in the World? That there are firestorms on the sun and it's a giant ball of burning gas. That is a big wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. It was really fun and it, of course, made me think of you. So it's winter here and my kids are so adorable and dorky looking because they go out side and they all have these like cheap fleece face masks that I bought on Amazon like a couple of years ago and they all coordinate with one another and they look so cute and silly just like three (laughs) little kids walking and they're not even that little three kids walking along and like matching fleece face masks does it look like they're about to like collectively rob an adorable gas station kind of yeah and they're so not self-conscious about it and I love it So, screen time news this week. Katie, you picked a really interesting article from Newsweek, and it was written by Angela Santamero. She's the creator of Blue's Clues and the creator of Super White, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, Creative Galaxy. She kind of, in this article, covered the evolution of children's television from the beginning of Sesame Street. In fact, the article is titled, After Sesame Street, What's Next for Children's TV? And talks about how television kind of evolved from something that was really purposely educational with Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and then evolved into what she calls cereal box content. Like, it's captivating, but it's not, like, nutritional. It doesn't have anything for the brain. And proceeded to ask some questions about what do we do next? We, as in she and her (laughs) media-creating cohort, Mm -hmm. with, like, 
the opportunity that apps and streaming services and like we've watched a couple of those choose your own adventure type shows and how content creators for children's media should keep that Sesame Street dream alive and make it educational and worth their time, worth the children's time. Yeah, and I think that's definitely something we've encountered again and again on this show is you can make an educational show. That doesn't mean it's going to be good. Like, it's a fine line to walk. I mean, I think the interactivity is really interesting and it has the potential to be super educational, but also really fun at the same time and not just like gaming. I am hesitant though because I've tried to stick to educational apps and they just hold zero interest for Jay. So if that's the direction things are heading, I I would be a bit worried about that. Right. Yeah, once you've like opened up that Minecraft and Minecraft is not even the wor- like the worst thing. Like that has positive aspects, but once you've opened up that gaming box, it's hard to put it all back. Yeah. And just put ABC mouse or whatever. Exactly. I mean, we have so much as far as cereal box content and educational content side by side right now. You really got to go above and beyond with the educational content to win out because it's it's no longer like one or the other. Well, super interesting article. Thank you for finding it. And we will post it on Facebook and our website. So listeners, you can read it too and mull it over. So do we have any follow up from our last episode? I wanted to ask if you had watched any more holiday movies over the break. Oh my gosh, my friend Amy had me over and we because she has Disney Plus. Amy, super listener. She's also been a guest. And we watched I think it's called Noel. Oh, was it good? It was super good. I haven't seen it yet. I'm jealous. It was really good. I recommend it. And my kids have watched Claus, mm. a.k.a. Klaus. There's some disagreement as to what it's actually called and how it's pronounced. In our house, they've watched that like a couple times, mm-hmm. proving that it is a five-star movie on Netflix. Oh, yeah. We stand by that rating for sure. In the name of research, I did watch two other Netflix original Christmas movies from this year while I was rapping. Mm-hmm. I watched Let It Snow, which was the one, if you remember, in the article we read last week, the New York Times reviewer rated it number one, better than Klaus or Claus or whatever. It was good, but it was definitely for teenagers. Okay. Okay. And I guess I'm just too much of an old lady. I definitely thought Klaus was better. Okay. But it was sweet. You know, it was kind of one of those Love Actually-esque movies where you have disparate plot lines that come together and everyone falls in love so whatever (laughs) (laughs) and then I watched Holiday in the Wild the one with Kristen Davis and Rob Lowe yeah how was that (laughs) I found that to be much more satisfying because it definitely stuck to the template of all of the Lifetime slash Hallmark Christmas movies you know and love but just elevated a little bit with slightly better actors and slightly better writing and production value okay so you would have rated that higher yeah the New York Times did 
Well, I probably would have gone Klaus, Holiday in the Wild, then Let It Snow. By the time you listen to this episode, listeners, I will have watched the new Star Wars in the theater and Greta Gerwig's adaptation of Little Women in the theater, hopefully, and I'm really excited to see those. I am so jealous. I'm still working on getting to see Frozen 2. So listeners, let us know what you watched over the break, if there are any future holiday classics we missed. Moving on, out with the old, in with the new. Happy 2020, folks. We chose, as today's topic, the show Get Out of My Room, which premiered in summer of 2018, and it airs on Universal Kids. Okay, guys, show of hands, who realized that Universal Kids was a thing? I can't see you. It's a podcast. But (laughs) I, for one, did not know that Universal Kids was the channel that existed. It, oh, I had never heard of it either. Yeah, it used to be known as PBS Kids, and then later was rebranded PBS Kids Sprout. Then it was just Sprout, and now it's Universal Kids. So they have obviously had some hiccups along the way. They don't make a ton of original content, but what they do have is available all over the place. You can get it on demand by your cable provider. They have a Universal Kids website and an app that I actually used the app to watch the show, and it was pretty manageable. Uh, I've definitely been on worse apps. The show is hosted by Claire Zinnaker, who is an interior designer from Austin, Texas, and JBJ, who is an actor and carpenter. I believe he's from Baltimore. Uh, So Deborah proposed this as HGTV for kids, and she is not wrong. It's essentially a room makeover show where they take two siblings who've shared a room for a long time and they split them up so they each have their own room and they do a redesign on each of the rooms. Really cute concept, a nice twist on an old classic because who hasn't watched a bazillion HGTV home makeover shows in their lives? Right. So we picked it because this is the new year and the new year is a time for a fresh new look. It's also a type of reality TV for kids that we haven't really explored because it's not a competition and it's not an advice show. So we watched three episodes. The episode order was kind of tricky so we'll just go by the names. We watched A Home Run, Ready to Rock, and star glazing. So as usual, we'll start by going through the episodes one by one, and then we'll move on to our more general thoughts. Deborah, do you want to take us through a home run? Sure. So a home run featured siblings, Stephen, who is 14, and Vincent, who is eight. They shared a small room together with a terrible closet. Like the eight-year-old had to climb up on like a dresser to reach his clothes that were hung on a rod that was at the very top close to the ceiling. Like that just looked dangerous to me. Claire and JBJ came in, talked to them about their room goals. They did a little basketball competition to determine who got to stay in their shared room and who was going to move to the new room. And then it worked very much like the HGTV show Trading Spaces. Do you remember that gem Mm -hmm. from the aughts where Steven helped design a room for his brother Vincent, who was really into baseball. And then Vincent helped design a room for Steven, who was really into collecting sneakers. So, like, Vincent got a lofted bed that had a baseball railing and ladder, and then Steven got a new room with, like, storage, shelving to display his sneaker collection, and, like, a street art graffiti wall above his bed 
And it was cute, and everybody was happy. The family pitched in, and then they left for a night, and Claire and JBJ finished everything up, and then it was like a super stunning reveal of the two rooms. Everybody's happy at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are no losers. The theming was intense, wasn't it? Like, if I went on that show, I would almost be scared to express an interest in something, because if I did, literally every surface in my room would be covered with that. Yeah, like, <laughs> not just a bedspread. Yeah, exactly. Like, the ceiling, the handles on your dresser drawer knobs, Yeah, everything. The yeah. shelves, the walls have pinstripes on them, like, it was a lot. They did make Vincent's closet door look like a locker, in quotation marks, but that was, like, really janky. They they cut out, like, adhesive to make, like, the vents of a locker, mm-hmm. like, the appearance of the vents of a locker, and then they kind of tacked on, like, a padlock. So some of the details were a little far-fetched. Yeah, I mean, they tried to keep some of the projects to the level of the kids doing it, which I respected. Mm -hmm. The locker thing, because guys, it was just a, it was a standard four panel door and they made it look like two lockers. So they had two sets of vents and two padlocks, but for some reason they didn't just paint a line down the middle. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) I feel like that would have made all the difference. One thing that I thought was cute is at the beginning of the show, Claire interviews the siblings and asks them to like, asks them to dream big. Like, what is like, what do you envision for your room? Like, just tell me everything. And some of the answers were kind of cute. Like Stephen wanted sneaker storage and a space to hang out with his friends because he was like 14, more grounded in reality. And Vincent was like, I want a water slide off of my loft bed. Any other thoughts on a home run? I'm ready to rock. <laughs> Nicely done. All right, so I did not write down the girls' names in this episode, but we have sisters Kayla, who Kayla. is the younger, and Leah, who was the older. And it seemed like a pretty similar age difference to the boys in the previous episode. And Kayla was really into unicorns, and Leah was really into music. Like, she loved to write and sing and perform her own music. So they competed to see who would get to keep the room by rolling pink fuzzy dice. I think Leah kept the room, and... Kayla moved to like a downstairs music room. We should talk about how in all these episodes, the rooms to start out with are pretty depressing. Like they kind of lack any personality at all. I know I said that they went way far in the other direction with like too much baseball theming, but to start Mm -hmm. out, all of these rooms are kind of prison celly. They're like bare beds with like a postcard tacked on the wall next to them. They were also really tidy, so I wonder if the producers came in and really cleaned them up because for a room that like a young teenager and like a tween are sharing, they were pretty austere. Yes, austere is the perfect word. It like kind of made you worry for these kids. But anyway, So they did a huge unicorn makeover on the room for Kayla and everything was glittery and there were 
unicorn tail pom-poms and gold wallpaper and everything was sparkly and then they did kind of like a recording studio for Leia and they had like soundproofing panels on the walls and they bedazzled a pretty expensive looking keyboard for her which I don't know about that she is a teenager but whatever and it was the same as the previous episode like the reveal everyone was thrilled the spaces looked much more to the individual kids tastes and a good time was had by all yeah I liked this one I loved the little girl's enthusiasm for unicorns she was wanted to be a unicorn (laughs) (laughs) I think at one point she even says I am one yeah um one cute thing that Claire the designer did was she had the older sister make a wall hanging and it was like pretty intricate. Like they did a stencil of a unicorn and then they did an outline by pinning individual sequins on the border. And then the designer was like, okay, you fill it in. (laughs) She was like, what? (laughs) That would have taken me hours. Yeah. It was really intricate to complete. So (laughs) I don't know if the 14 year old actually did it all, but That was pretty impressive. Agreed. The unicorn room would give me a headache if I had to spend more than like 15 minutes in there. Mm -hmm. Agreed. (laughs) And it felt a lot like the baseball room because it was every surface Mm. was unicorn, unicorn, unicorn. And maybe it's just the practical mom in me. But my immediate thought was like, oh, you're going to have to redo this room in like less than a year. Yeah, because you're going to move on to name your mythical creature obsession. (laughs) I mean, unicorns will no longer be the thing. And I thought the same thing about the teenagers rooms. Like you're not going to want the bedazzling. You're probably not going to want that weird street art on your wall as Mm -hmm. like an older teenager but that's just me it was a lovely reveal I'm just a Grinch I guess well it definitely makes for good television but yes if you're a practical homeowner who has like resale of their home on the mind (laughs) which I think if you own a home everybody does so you don't want to do anything too out there because you know you're gonna have to paint it white if you put it on the market right right exactly exactly I'm all about ways to personalize and decorate that can be easily swapped out yeah totally so star glazing was a brother sister duo who'd been sharing a room for a long time Haley was 11 and her jam is she makes things with clay and she loves collecting jewelry and Liam is seven and he is super into space Claire and JBJ came in and they helped Haley and Liam have like a lacrosse competition to determine who was going to move into which room and then they proceeded to create a really lovely room for Haley where she could display all of her jewelry and where she could work on her she had like a miniature throwing wheel for making clay sculptures and then Liam's room was like walking into a planetarium kind of (laughs) it was It was pretty extraordinary, the transformation that they did. Yeah, they actually did these beautiful floating shelves and a floating desk that they put in the corner and they made them look like comets. So they had like tails going off the end. I thought that was Mm -hmm. my favorite piece of that room of this episode, really. Oh, and there was a cute scene where JBJ was like, look at this comet. What's the most famous comet you know? And Haley, like, (laughs) just dropped the ball. (laughs) (laughs) He had some good patter with the kids. Well, even when they introduced him each time, like, they do this, like, little montage of him like winking at the camera (laughs) 
it was like very cheesy, but self-aware in its cheesiness. It was cute. I liked it. Do you think there are episodes where like the teenage older daughter has a crush on JBJ? I'm not sure. It seemed to me like the kids really were excited for him to come on the scene. I don't know if they had met him ahead of time or if they had like watched other episodes of the show and knew what he was going to be like, but he was definitely like the favorite thought yeah we have neglected to mention but at the end of each episode they have a little segment where Claire talks about space saving tips oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) kind of hilarious like the first one she's like you can use a ladder propped up against the wall as shelves then the second one she's like you can use scarves as toy hammocks in your room I don't even remember what the third one was the third one It said it was a space-saving tip, but it was like, you can hang a mobile from your ceiling. And that's not even something that a kid could do by themselves. And that doesn't save space. (laughs) I just, the toy hammocks just cracked me up. (laughs) That one was funny, but also the ladder, because she was like, you can use it for storage. And then there was... A shot of one of those decorative ladders with, like, one stuffed animal on one of the rungs. I don't think Claire has children, (laughs) bless her. (laughs) Do you like home design shows? Do you watch many of them, or did you in your previous life before kids? I have spent a good deal of time watching House Hunters in my life, Mm -hmm. and I've had favorites here and there. Like, I did watch a lot of trading spaces a long time ago. I've watched Flipper Flop with Tarek and Christina. Mm-hmm. And I even followed like their divorce drama in the tabloids. Aww, there's my magazine lover. Yes. <laughs> HGTV now has a show called Stay or Sell with Brad and Heather Fox. And I have no idea if that has mass appeal, but they're like a local Minneapolis husband and wife realtor designer duo. And so I watched that one just because it's fun to watch like stuff happening in your backyard. Speaking of trading spaces, Deborah, did you know it came back? No. They relaunched it in 2018 with the original host and a lot of the original designers. Really? Mm-hmm. I remember reading about it at the time, and then I obviously didn't have time to watch it. So I was just Googling. They renewed it for a second season. I'll have to check that out. Another one of my favorites is International House Hunters. That's the best because you get the worst people. Like people who are going to buy an island, but it has too many trees on it. That's what had me torn about this show because part of what I like about home design shows is the designers or the carpenters having to interact with the homeowners or the home buyers and just they're totally unrealistic expectations Mm -hmm. and you can kind of see like the little personality clashes and you obviously don't get that when it's a kid show and everyone has to be happy and peppy all the time right right like if this were a grown-up show Vincent would have freaked out that he did not get that water slide even though they would be like oh we'd have to go like forty thousand dollars over budget for your water slide yeah there was no talk of budget usually on an HGTV show budget is a huge factor mm-hmm. and there was no talk about how much this was going to cost and how I love the drama of the we're going over budget line I think that's why I liked flipper flap so much they really played that up yeah I like that in love it or lista as well and the property brothers but I hate it when they do it on fixer upper because I feel like it's all just fake numbers 
Oh, I've never seen that one. Wow. Maybe it's just because I used to live in Texas, but like Chip and Joanna were everywhere. Oh, that's what their show is called? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I've seen, I've seen that okay. show. <laughs> do you let your kids do their own room decor? Sort of. I'm not really good at decor. Mm-hmm. Libby really had a strong desire for a wildcat room a while ago, and we like got her a bedspread. We got like those animal heads that you could get at Target that were like felted. They're really cute. Some other things. Oh, and like a cheetah print area rug that's really cute. Ooh. But the way I put it, to, I mean, like if a real designer put it together, it would look so much better than the way I just slapped everything in there and now like you predicted like now she wants a bunny room leopard print bunny it is yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah that would be my constant worry I mean thankfully my kids are still young enough that they don't really express their own preference in room decor yet do you remember at what point they started or your kids started showing an interest in the stuff in their rooms yeah Tony likes everything like he doesn't want to let go of anything that has ever been on his walls mm-hmm. and Libby definitely expressed an interest a couple years ago she, so she was pretty young Nate seems to have zero interest like we switched up his bedspread and then I offered to help him like change up his wall art because mm-hmm. he wanted more of a dinosaur room but it turned out he just wanted like a dinosaur toy to display oh <laughs> Well, that's easy. <laughs> so what you're you have an exciting situation though. Are each of your boys do they have a new their own room in your new house? Yes, they do not share. But right now like the rooms kind of look like those before rooms on this show because we've just unpacked the basics and I haven't put any art back up on the walls or anything like that. Um so everything looks pretty austere and Jay hasn't complained about it. I mean, it feels kind of depressing to like be rocking Kenny and just looking at empty walls so I I assume I'll do something with it but <laughs> yeah do you have a theme in mind or a color scheme I don't want to paint so I'll yeah. probably do similar to what you did and just focus on like art on the walls bedspread area rug um, yeah maybe a beanbag chair here or there I don't know we did Batman Lego Batman for Jay when he switched from his crib to a big boy bed but I think Lego Batman is losing favor so I don't even know what would come next okay there's always Star Wars Pottery Barn Kids has tons of cute Star Wars stuff I know it's so expensive though but you could get like a Millennium Falcon bed for like (laughs) $3,000 no I love their catalog it's so aspirational Okay, I guess we should move back to talking about the show. What did you think of Claire and JBJ? Did you like them? I did like them. I thought they were pretty just bland, likable TV designer type people. One thing that bugged me was I have never heard of somebody with a three initial name. Yes. I, that's, well, unless you're talking like LBJ. Okay. Or JFK. Maybe he has presidential aspirations. Okay. So, yeah, I guess he is not. But did people really call JFK JFK? I'm sure not. Well. To his face? I don't know. Probably not. I think, like, they could have easily been swapped into any other home decor show. I didn't think there was anything particularly wow about either of them. True. I think that's right. I did look at Claire's website and she does not, the stuff that she designs for the show does not seem to reflect her design sense, which is like very white 
and pale wood floors. So it's very sort of serene looking, I guess. Okay. That's funny. I don't know how these shows are made. But I thought she had like really good ideas and who knows who actually came up with the ideas in terms of like crafts for the kids' rooms. Yeah, I mean, 90% of it has to be like, will you look good on camera, right? Because she is like this thin blonde with wonderful wavy hair who looks good in flannels. And JBJ is attractive with like a knockout smile. And I guess he gives a good wink to the camera. Do you think they really Mm -hmm. care how good they are as designers? Probably not. I mean, not to throw shade. I'm sure you're great guys uh did you have any favorite or least favorite of the kids that we saw I liked those two sisters the musician and the unicorn they were fun just like that unicorn room was a lot that unicorn girl was a lot (laughs) she was she is what my gen z babysitter would call extra (laughs) much like the unicorn room would give me a headache after being in it I think like that girl would be hard to handle (laughs) (laughs) And I was a fan of Vincent, the baseball player. He just weirdly seemed like the older of the two. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But then none of them were terribly annoying, I guess, (laughs) which is the best you can hope for (laughs) with reality TV kids, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) What did you think of the production design? It looked a little bit slicker than your old school training spaces, certainly. I mean, no one was sticking hay to the walls, as was famously done in a classic episode of Trading Spaces. Yeah, in terms of the designs that they did in the rooms, I thought it made for really good television, but close up, it probably didn't look that good. Yeah. So it was a lot of like plywood, fabric and fabric glue type stuff. Oh my gosh, that scene where Claire just glued fabric on top of a drawer knob and then screwed it in and was like, isn't that great? I'm like, no, it looks totally janky. What are you doing? And I think in general, there was a lack of consideration for the fact that the older siblings getting older. All three of the older sibling rooms still looked really young. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but is the intended audience children? Because I think kids would be totally knocked out out by what they saw for sure that's a really good point that's a really good point the big thing that was missing for me was the sense of conflict and we've talked about trading spaces a lot but in trading spaces there's this genuine potential that one of the homeowners could hate what was done to their space right so you always kind of held your breath and then they have these designers and some of them were like totally wacky like we mentioned about the hay And Mm -hmm. you're just never going to get any of that here. Like the outcome is already determined, which I feel like is usually the case with the current crop of popular HGTV shows anyway. But Mm -hmm. I do miss that sense of like, oh, you never know. Is she going to be mad that they bedazzled her keyboard? Right. (laughs) All right. So I have an important question for you and I haven't given you any time to consider this. So I'll keep that in mind. What? is the one thing that you like that if you told Claire and JBJ about it and they totally redid your room themed in that thing, it would drive you the most crazy. Oh my gosh. Probably if I said I really like hiking in the mountains, Uh I could end up with like a real doozy of a bedroom. I don't know. I just see this nice like landscape painted on your walls. It could be so serene when you wake up in the morning. I don't know. I think they might 
build like you know when you go to a hiking like a camping store and they have like the fake rock that you like walk on to try out the boots like they might put that in as like flooring because they're so over the top or they would build like a climbing wall for you on one side (laughs) (laughs) and hang like pine trees from the ceiling they do like a mosquito canopy over your bed. What would you what would you be afraid to tell them? I mean, yours is much cooler than mine, but I was just thinking pizza. Can you imagine <laughs> waking up in our room with like just like pizza wallpaper and like you're sleeping in like a pizza sleeping bag and it's just pizza everywhere? Oh my gosh, you could do like a really creative ceiling with you could staple like flattened pizza boxes to your ceiling (laughs) wake up to those grease stains (laughs) we've talked a lot about trading spaces were you able to compare this to any other adult movies or shows i mean other than the obvious hgtv (laughs) it's really hard to come up with a Mm -hmm. comparison did you do any dream gritty hbo reboot casting i would love to see a peppy duo like claire and jbj go into like a college apartment of a couple of maybe fifth year seniors at a school who are maybe struggling to graduate and try to away the pyramid like i had a friend in college who his apartment was the worst and he told me about a time that his mom had visited and like walked into his apartment and started crying (laughs) so I would like to I would love to see a dorm or college apartment version of trading spaces get out of my room I like it I was thinking that I would love to see Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman also host this show in addition to their wonderful show making it but when it comes to the gritty version, I want it to be like a post-divorce show where like you have each member of the divorce, like now they have their own space and they have to figure out how to decorate it as a single person. And the oh, like host that. of the show, well-known divorce celebrity couple, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. And she is like chipper and she's trying to put a good face on everything. <laughs> and he is just like super sad all the time just like really good through every episode (laughs) i love it that's That's really brilliant (laughs) well deborah do you think it was better when we were kids was there even anything i mean as far as like interior design i remember lifestyles of the rich and famous yeah or like it was very focused on like grown-up how-tos like you had this old house and stuff oh Um, yeah but yeah there was nothing really geared towards kids and there was just nothing like the juggernaut that HGTV is now. I do seem to remember um, the show Don't Just Sit There. It was on Nickelodeon. It was probably before your time but they would have little segments like how to and I think there were things on what to do in your room. Oh cool. Akin to Claire's space saving tips. (laughs) Scarf hammocks everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So would you ever watch Get Out of My Room alone voluntarily? Not with the offerings that HGTV has that serve up that budget will they like it type drama yeah I mean we have this exact same show made for adults and with that in mind 10 seconds on whether this is good for our kids it's not any worse than any other HGTV show it's fine yeah I think it's totally fine I do think it might set kids expectations kind of high 
That is true. That is very true. Ratings? I would give it a four. Yeah, it was How pretty solid. It was entertaining. Uh, the episodes are only 23 minutes long. They didn't drag. So yeah, I feel like a four is pretty... Uh, I mean, it's a good rating, but it's not a bad show. And in terms of, like, one thing that's so comforting about HGTV is it's so formulaic. Mm-hmm. And this had a formula and stuck to it, which is great. Yeah, agreed. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time too. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out our website at myscreentime2.com and we are on Facebook. You can talk to us there, facebook.com slash myscreentime2. That's also where you'll find out what we're covering in our next episode if you want to watch along with us. Tweet us with show or movie suggestions, article recommendations, or general comments at at myscreentime2. You can email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. Our theme music was composed and performed by me and my adorable children, and our podcast is produced by Katie. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by parents. Bye. 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 Bye.